Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. <laughs> Want to come to a party? The Bailey Show Podcast presents podcast and pours to Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, starting after the UGA game at Tannery Row in Beaufort, Georgia. Live music from The Verb Pipe. I won't be held responsible. Also, the all-veteran band, Distinct Grace, a live DJ, a live recording of the BS, and two Halloween costume contests, totaling $1,000 in cash prizes. Dollar Store. Less is more. Halloween costume contest. $40 early bird ticket price while they last. And $100 for VIP, which includes free food and a drink. Join everyone from the BS Network as we celebrate Halloween, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and Bailey getting fired. That's what's up! More details and to purchase tickets, go to podcastthebs.com. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. (laughs) It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. Ah, 
right, here it is, episode 104 of The BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio, all brought to us by Tyler Watkins Law Firm, watkinslawfirm.llc, 770-648-4009, general uh, civil litigation, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, tenant disputes, landlord disputes, He's your guy, 770-648-4009, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And you can meet Tyler and get some more information and some free knickknacks. I think he's even buying beers coming up here Saturday, October 29th at Tannery Row for Podcast and Porsche 2. He messaged me the other day. He says, can I buy people beers? I said, yeah, sure you can. I don't think they're <laughs> going to have a problem with that. He goes, just making sure. <laughs> no, he's so excited about Podcast and Porsche 2. And you should be too. All right, so get your tickets, podcastthebs.com. I've got some uh, very cool information. If you're not a newsletter subscriber, you missed out on uh, some really cool stuff this past weekend. Hopefully you won't miss out on anything this upcoming weekend. Uh, there's Nader Tater, Vader the Masturbator, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. He'll be there all the way from Mexico. How are you doing, Nate? Hola, buenos dias, guys. How you doing? And ladies. Buenos, muy bien, gracias, eat, 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 too. Eat. <laughs> eat who? Eat you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. There's uh, the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher, Thrasher Services, fences, irrigation, backflow, and toilet claw unclogging. That's your guy right Oh, there. I don't know about the toilets now. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, know, I know how to use a plunger. That's about it. But if someone offered you the right amount of money, you doesn't do their toilets, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. With your what it, if, I, if I had a clogged toilet, it was pretty gross. And I said, for, I'll give you $1,000, you unclog it with your hand. No glove. Can I, oh, no glove. Shit. Uh, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> for $1,000, Brandon, no. I mean, it take like fucking 10 minutes. That's pretty good profit. 10 minutes is a long time. I thought you were going to like, usually you would say, like in that comment, you'd be like, it only take me like a minute. Why not? So it take me <laughs> 10 minutes, dude. I'm there. <laughs> I hope it takes 15. Oh. <laughs> <Ugh>. $2,000 to do it with your teeth. Ooh, no, can't do that. I, I do it with my foot. I'm sorry. I'd rather do it with my foot than my than my hand. so nasty. For somebody who doesn't even like I know, bathroom I know. talk. This is not about it's bathroom ridiculous. talk. This is more about embarrassing brand. This is about poop being clogged up in a toilet and nasty and clunky and there's chunks in it. Don't use that terminology in my studio, young lady, Ugh. or I will boot you out. <laughs> you started it. Just because I, I did not use that language. Yes, you did. Currently making a t-shirt. This is about poop. <laughs> It's about shit. Quote, Nikki D. This is about poop. (laughs) Uh, Thank God she's back. Yes. From her month-long hiatus of traveling to Texas. I went to Indiana, too. And Indiana, all those hot spots. She she was actually on Prices Right and lost the showcase showdown. (laughs) That's what she got. She got a trip to Texas and Indiana. <laughs> the the, fir- the first person was with when it was with, uh, within a dollar and didn't want the second trip. <laughs> I took both of them. Took both of them. <laughs> What'd you do in Indiana? Uh, my best friend got married. Amanda, you met Amanda. Okay, I'm supposed to know. Okay, that's awesome. Nate knows Amanda. Yep. Why wasn't I invited? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that <laughs> her wedding was so small. She didn't even have a bridal party. She, uh, her husband, hot. He's nice. He's, he's not, very nice. Not a good looking guy. He is for her. That's he's, <laughs> he's her husband. Wow. 
Don't repeat those words ever again. I I am not going to say I'm attracted to my friend's husband. That's not right to say. He's a very nice guy. You can comment if somebody is attractive. He's handsome. To her? Yes, that's her husband. I don't want to talk about her husband. White guy, black guy? He's white. They're white. Oh, they're both white? Yeah. Oh, You have white friends? I have a ton of white friends. Okay. I thought I was the only one. You're the only one? Yeah. (laughs) No. Uh, thought i was special sorry it's not special sorry to bust your bubble P- people uh i, I th- we, we've had some really really good shows you know chuck did a good job filling in for nate and you know the stuff with my mom um, yeah it's, it's not i mean i promise you it's not fabricated it's not done for content or anything like that i mean this is all very real uh and, and i'm glad that i have a, a platform to share it i really do um you know whether here or radio or whatnot because it's therapeutic for me to share that, but I know the last couple episodes, people have really connected, and and that makes me feel really good to know that even in this platform, I can say things, and you know, without the goofy stuff. I mean, the, the point, <laughs> the conversation we just fucking had, right? <laughs> you know, but you know, to say things, and you know, a percentage of people on this earth hear the words and hear the story, and it. It means something and resonate and resonate and, and, and just, you know, grasp your soul. So thank you for the comments that I've seen on social media. Thank you for the support. Um, the, you guys are awesome. You really, really are. Um, there, there's a lot of you that have reached out to me sharing personal stories and how my story has affected you and things that you've done or changed and this and this and that. And, you know, and, and I'm like the worst example, like I'm the worst person in the world. I'm, I, I, for seven, <laughs> for 17 years, I disowned my mother and said horrible things about her on the radio. Cause I was angry. Uh, I felt betrayed for 17 years. I let that go by. And, you know, and I met many people are going, I told you so I told you so. And that's fine. You can say that. And I'm not saying I didn't think you were right at the time, but it just, it was the right time to let it go. And doing that in the process, I'm able to, I feel, make up for some lost time by helping her out in the situation that she's in. And uh, with that being said, you know, we got the the air fixed in her place. She hadn't had air for four and a half years. Wow. She didn't have a shower for three and a half years. Wow. She only took baths, which a lot of older people like taking baths, though. So No, she was going to her friend's house. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's rough. You know, her place is not, has not, it's, it's not fully renovated. It's a very small house. Mm-hmm. Garage door was busted. So got that fixed. Um, we got one of the dogs. You haven't met Jenny. Yet. I saw it online. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Well, she had seven. Ooh, and now you have what? Six? Five. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a little bit more space for him. Well, why didn't you let me drop mine off when I asked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the the Reno stuff. A buddy of mine was uh, going to help me out, and he still might help me out. Um, but he, he came down with COVID, and so he's going to be you know an ISO for for a few days. And I want to get this stuff done. And it was just the irony, coincidental, whatever you want to call it, universe, that one of our diehards, two percenters, uh, Kevin Simpson who has followed us from radio to here, he reaches out to me like the night before I find out that my friend's got COVID. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he's down in Florida right now with a, with a huge crew of guys helping out with hurricane relief. 
and you know, and I've talked to this guy numerous times over the years on social media and this and this and that. He's offer, always offered help and this and that. He goes, hey, look, he goes, I'm not far from your mom, um, which he's not close either. But <laughs> I pointed that out. But he goes, I'm not far from your mom. Anything you need, just let us know. So I reached back out to him and I was like, hey, man, I need your help. And he's like, done. He's like, not a problem. We'll get there. We'll get it done. Taken care of. That is so nice of him. Isn't that, you know, hasn't done it yet, but. The fact that he even offered, no one offers me to do anything. Yeah, it was the offer. You know, I I think everything's going to be fine. But I ordered all this material, material from the Lowe's by our house. It's just sitting there right now (laughs) until somebody picks it up. Uh, Do you have a time limit? They're going to be like, we're putting your stuff back? No, I mean, I've got a, a, so here's another thing. A guy that works at the Lowe's has been helping my mother out for years and found out that he was a huge fan of mine going back to my JRR days, which is the rock station in Orlando. Oh. And he'd always been a fan of mine. He followed me throughout my career, this and that. Did he know she was your mom? Yeah, she told him. So that was like the connection. When I went back to see her, I met him. And now we swap numbers, and he's helping me out. He's giving me some contacts in the area, and if there's something I need in the store, he can put it aside, you know, all that good stuff. Full circle. So that's just how I work. Like, I have to have a guy for everything and every – and this is – I was telling Rachel the other day, I was like, I ran out of projects for my house. Like, all of our neighbors are doing projects. We were done our projects years ago. And the reason I did that, if you guys remember when we first bought this house and every weekend I was doing something, I was building something, I was fixing something, I was changing something. I did it because I wanted to take advantage of having a paycheck from radio. So years, (laughs) I swear to God, true story. I said, I want to get it done now while we can afford it because this job's not going to be here someday. I don't know when, but someday it's not going to be here. So I was like, let's get it all taken care of now so we have nothing left to do. And right now we have nothing left to do. I mean, there's a couple things I'd like to do, but like literally have nothing left to do. So I have no projects. The only project I have is this fucking podcast. <laughs> and I get bored sometimes. So now I got a project. I gotta, I'm going to redo my mom's entire place. We're going, we're going down for Thanksgiving, and uh, we're going to stay a week down there. We just got an Airbnb for a week. And we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner for the very first time with my mother and Rachel's family. Oh, wow. That is going to be interesting. You're going to have some stories <laughs> to tell. Is your brother going to? No, he's not in the equation yet. <laughs> oh, so you haven't talked to the brother? No. Did he, he never respond back to you? Oh, he responded back. We did a, we did a show on it. it oh, was, it, I missed that. Uh, it was... Uh, me texting him out of the blue because I haven't spoken to him in three years. Last time well, I, t- I heard that, he was like, Who is this? Yeah. But I mean, after that, nothing? No, nothing. Oh, sheesh. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> some, of the, some of the stuff that I brought back from my mother's. Uh, and I need to find, by the way, if anybody's listening that knows or is like an appraiser for antiques and stuff, I'm curious the value on some of these things because I know there's value. I know for a fact there's a lot of value. I know the crystal ware that she gave me is thousands of dollars. Oh, wow. Because we looked it up online. But not, not that I'm going to sell it. I'm just curious. Right. Um, but uh, there is one thing in particular that my grandmother, kind of odd that he wanted this, but I guess my brother told my mom years and years ago that he says, if anything ever happened to Graham or anything happened to you or something like that, I want this. And it's this statue of, I think it's Jesus and Mary or something like that. It's, it's, it's very old. It's, I mean... I guess it's cool because it's Jesus, right? I mean, you can't say it's not cool, but it's just <laughs> kind of bulky and gaudy. 
and it's it's just a piece, right? But it's very, very old. It looks like something that Nate would bring back from Greece, actually. You know, <laughs> you know like, like he picks it up at the airport, but it's big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like big. And he wanted it. And she goes, he, 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 wouldn't re- he didn't return my text. And I said, give it to me, and I'll find a way to get it to him. Aww. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to give it to him, because he's probably going to fucking pawn it. Why, do you, why would he pawn it, though? Because he's that kind of guy. So do you think well, you he already him knows? To it. You got to sell it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I, I could never sell that piece. Uh, never, ever. I could never do it. I'd feel horrible. Because it's your grandmother's, or because he wants it? Because it's my grandmother. Because what it is? They, see, here's the thing: is that I mean, unless that I was living on the streets, there are very few things of value that I own that I would sell because the money that I'm going to get, and like, what am I going to do with it? Again, if I were living in poverty and I needed to do it or, so, or, or somebody needed help and I didn't have the money for to help them, I would do that. Those are the only two scenarios. But like to get a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars for something, that doesn't outweigh the memories that I have. I'll never have that. You know, I'll never have that piece. I know Nate thinks of a lot of things like that differently because we did a show on that. And he's got a point. You know, it's like you can't keep everything, take pictures, the memories are there. You don't necessarily have to touch it. But I'm a different generation of person than Nate is. So I I need the tangible object in front of me. But what are you going to do with it in the long run? Because uh, all these people hang on to things, but where does it go? Well, you leave it to somebody else, and then they sell it. So yeah. why not? Why don't you get the money for it right now? You still have the memories. Get the money for it. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, what do you think your kids is going to do with it when you die? You think they're going to keep it and be like, this was my dad's grandmother's. I, I love it. They're going to sell it to when you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so that's that's kind of where we're at now. But back to my original thought was it was funny because a lot of the comments that were coming in had to involve you. They're like, oh, man, you're going to have to get Nikki in, uh, up to speed on. Like people wanted to hear your reaction to really? the stories that I was telling. <laughs> and truth be told, Nikki, I, I felt kind of empty telling the story without you being here. Because oh you are a really good backboard for those types of stories that I tell. Right. Especially that emotionally draining, those types of stories right. that are, I know, uncharacteristic of me. <laughs> and I had my air quotes up. Uh, but you're a good person to, when I tell those stories, to react to. And people enjoy that. I enjoy that. Uh, so, um, oh, I miss those comments. People wanted my input. Yeah. I listened to it though. I did listen to it. Yeah. What do you think? And of course, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's gay. Ah. So I did all my commentary when I was listening. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, I thought that it, it was very moving. One of the things that I feel like Rachel did a better description of telling how you really felt with the watch and opening it up and all of that. And again, I feel like the mending of offenses, if is that's what they kind of call it between you and your mom, I just thought it was great. The fact that you were open, that you were vulnerable, even the fact when you said like, I'm not going to go back and rehash the old stuff that happened. I just want to move forward. That's a great way to to look at things and i was impressed that you you had the outlook on it all. Well, she she did text me not that long ago but mentioning the past 17 years yeah and i didn't respond i just oh. i couldn't do it i was like i, I don't it's just awkward i don't want to do it i was like, i can't i can't i can't do it. Did, is it did she want closure on it or is it just something she wanted to apologize for she did okay you know in, in a text yeah 
But, I mean, that's just kind of how we've always been. That's fine. Just apologize and move on. I don't need an apology. It's I, I really don't. It's it's fine. I mean, if I'm here at this stage, I don't need an apology. I get that. I don't. The, the closure is being able to help and know that at her age now, 76, she can live in comfort. She's got internet now. She can, we're teaching her Netflix. She's blown away by how easy it is to get movies. She doesn't know, no longer has to go to the library and rent DVDs. <laughs> Which is awesome. No, I think is I think all of it was great. I think it was touching. The growth was the most amazing part of listening to it for me. I was like, listen to Jason. He's all grown up. This is great. Don't talk to me like that. Yeah, it was great. I am a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I hate when I people. I hate when people talk to me like that. Like, <laughs> oh, the growth. Uh, your growth. You know, I had a buddy of mine tell me that the other day. He's like, uh, people just don't know the the real Jason, and I, I want I want people to know the real Jason. I'm like, what do you mean? Why Why do people talk to me like this? I <laughs> because people think you're a mean douchebag. That's just what people think, and I have to tell people all the time. Like, he's actually really got a heart in there. I'm telling you. But, well, don't say now. I've always had a heart. He and has a heart. I didn't say now. I said he has a heart in there i'm telling you P- people when, don't say people think i'm a mean douchebag people do think that I, 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 yeah there's a handful of people and you know what those same people i think they're mean douchebags too so people just here's my problem is that i don't defend myself is that if i get into a situation with someone i usually go radio silent because i don't want to deal with the drama People like you love the drama. I do. You are addicted to the I'm drama. Confrontational. You point out what the issue is. I yeah. never do. That's been my problem for years, especially in the radio business. I'll stay silent because the the what I was always taught and is the best rule of thumb when you're on a show, you keep it internal. Told that to Nate. First rule, right? Always keep it in house. As right. soon as it leaves the show, it becomes a problem. You don't want it to be a problem outside of your circle because when when that happens, then it's he said, she said, sides are picked, divide and conquer, and there's a lot of politicking going on, mm-hmm. and it becomes a full-time job to defend yourself. And then when you finally defend yourself, you seem wrong anytime you defend yourself. I don't care what you do, you always seem wrong when you defend yourself. So either you strike first or you just don't do anything. And I've always not done anything. Well, I've, I've, I've never struck first. I mean, that was a problem. I think it's. Go ahead. It, oh, I was just saying, I think it's more. Nikki's talking about like listeners that have maybe heard the way you've presented on air for certain right. things, or maybe, you know, like calling uh, an intern, telling him he smells like dirty cotton panties, or calling exactly. him dumb, or something like that. I think that's more of what Nikki's getting at. Right. That's <laughs> well, then that's, that's just them not understanding what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but that's the 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 common senses from people that listen that's what they think well the dirty, they don't know the, you the kid with the dirty perception is reality right exactly but no the dirt, dirty cotton <laughs> panties that was a funny bit that was a funny line he wanted to kill you i the, talked him out yeah. of it that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, look, I saved your life you owe me i can defend myself if that dude wanted to kill me for that he's not gonna he's not gonna last in this world you know, in this business, you know, when you're low man on the totem pole, even I took shots from people. I mean, I, like if there was a good bit that was going, I would let it go because I knew it was good for the audience, even if it was at my expense. 
But the problem is, is not too many people, very few people know how to run a room like I know how to run a room. And then you pick out the different characters to play different parts. But these are interns. They don't know any of this stuff you're saying. That's where they learn. They just feel insulted. Well, that's their problem because the interns, that's their job. Their their job when you walk (laughs) on any type of show, an entertainment show like that, I'm not saying you're going to be mistreated and beat up, but you're going to be the butt of a joke. Because that's the way you get incorporated into the conversation. You can't bring an intern into a conversation and be like, oh, this is Bill, our new intern. It's day number one. Bill, I want you to give your take on uh, what we're discussing right now of the man that decided to eat all of the potato chips uh, and not leave any for his wife. Bill, it's all you now, please. You know, what the <laughs> fuck? Is, nobody knows who Bill is. You've got to explain who Bill is. You have to create a character of who Bill is. So the people that think that don't get it. And the people that are a part of it that get pissed off, they really don't get it. And they don't, they don't last. They don't. That's why they all quit. And they cried every other day. (laughs) They didn't. didn't No, no, no. no. The survivors, the survivors that get it, Brandon, Nate. And and I was going to say the survivors are all in this show. That's it. We're the survivors. (laughs) That's Pee Wee. Yeah, that's not true. Like Tony Baloney, I just talked to you not that long ago, and and he loved his time. I was just talking to a client that his fondest memory uh, of his, and I'm getting ready to go on his uh, show. I'll be back on the air in Orlando for for a minute or two. Um, But he he was telling me he's so appreciative of everything I taught him, and it was trial by fire. We're talking about a very successful attorney that also owns a comic book company and is a very successful graphic novel writer. I mean, this guy is, is a very successful man. And I, I taught him how to do radio and there are little tricks of the trade that I, by example, namely being the beating him up, you know, when he would come on the show, Nate, you remember those days they come on and we'd goof with him because he was a goofy, nerdy kind of guy. And, but it created this character that people fell in love with. Then once I get to that character that people know and like, then we then we pivot. Then we pivot and and, and you're treated differently because now we have to build you as a mature person, as a mature character on the show. There's a there's a rhyme and there's a reason. There's a there's a the re- reason I do everything. And when people don't get it, I, I I laugh because I'm right and you're wrong. I've been doing this too long. I know. You know, and for the people that can't hack it. I don't want them to be around me. I can't I can't be around pussies. I don't want to be around pussies. But you see how people can get the wrong perception of you though. Yeah, you just see? like I get the maybe I get the wrong perception of other people. You probably do. I'm going to give you an example. Somebody questioned me just the other day about what's on the flyer about you being fired. And they're like, "Oh, he she's joking about being fired, something something something." I'm like, "Well, the reality is the the day you got fired, he gave me a brand new 50-inch TV." Well, it wasn't brand new, but it was new to me. It was new to you. It's in my daughter's room, and she loves it. Yeah. They were like, wow. I'm like, yeah, he's a really <laughs> good guy. Well, I'm a good guy because I gave you a television? No, I'm just, that was a good <laughs> example of your firing day. You gave me a new TV. Oh, yeah, because the, the firing thing had nothing. I, I needed to get rid of the TV. That was, yeah. the firing thing happened. It was just it was an done. example <laughs> to show like, people that you're you're a nice guy. Well, you do nice things for people. You care about people. I'm going to turn it into the new Oprah. TV's for everybody. <laughs> 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 Meet me at Podcast Imports too. TVs for everybody. You just gave your mom a new TV. You give away TVs. No, I got her internet. I didn't give her a TV. 
But you're going to get I've, her I've, one. I've, I've, <laughs> I heard you say you was getting her a Roku TV. That's Christmas time. Shush. Okay. Uh, Nate, I gave Nate a television. <laughs> That's true. And it kept me warm in the winter. Yeah, it was the old school plasmas. It, it, that damn thing. <laughs> it was like sitting around a campfire. <laughs> you hot. gave Brandon a computer? I didn't give him a computer. I loaned yeah, he, him. He, yeah, he's making me give it back. <laughs> I loaned him the computer. Oh, my I made bad. that very clear. <laughs> Sorry, I thought he gave it to you. you just give somebody a, a Mac computer. I thought you were doing it because he was coming and doing the podcast stuff. You were like, here, I want you to be I doing pay great. him. Yeah, but I thought that was your initial payment for something. No, see, that's, again, you're just like everybody else. You think things. No, I heard you say it. No, well, you heard wrong. I heard you say it. You heard wrong. Brandon, wait till you got to pay him back for the Mexico trip. (laughs) (laughs) Thought that was a signing bonus. You thought wrong. (laughs) Funny you say that. The invoice is getting ready to be sent out. (laughs) With a reoccurring reminder every three days and a late fee on the fifth. (laughs) That's crazy. It's funny. You're you're good though. You're good. You're a good person. Good heart, and I'm I'm anxious to see the rest of what's going to happen with your mom. I appreciate the kind words, mm-hmm. but I don't need anyone's anyone telling me that they think highly of me. Okay, but you I don't asked need me a question, life. so I'm answering. I asked you it. about. Well, I'm not talking about you in general. I'm, I'm you particular. I'm talking about in general. I don't. I that's one thing about me. I don't need. To have people put me on a pedestal. I don't need people. I need people kissing my ass. I hate that shit. I'm not kissing your ass because it's probably not clean right now. Anyways, I'm just. I have a very clean asshole, by the way. (laughs) Actually. I use booty wipes. Black and gold. If you guys ever know about booty wipes, Amazon. (laughs) An eight pack for like 30 bucks, 20 bucks. Booty wipes. That's the name of them. I take them with me wherever I go. Yeah, I do. Uh, all right, so uh, if you missed any of those episodes, podcastthebs.com, you can go and see it. I want to bring uh, this up because I went to the movies, the theater. We were just jonesing to go to the theater. We thought Black Adam was out, but it wasn't out. It comes out this weekend, uh, the new rock movie. Yeah, I went to the movies too last what'd you, weekend. What would you say? Um, smile. That's what I saw! <laughs> We saw the same movie. It was like the, it was like the best thing in the theater, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's the best option. And usually I'm not a horror flick guy, but we're like, you know, the weather's changing. It's Halloween. I wanted to go to the mall. I wanted to get some rubs by my Asian guys and, you know, and just get out of the house and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, so we get there and, and we looked it up and blackout. Fletch wasn't in the theater. So I thought it must have come and gone quickly. Because mm. you know who texted me not that long ago was uh, FNG, Evan Brandonicio. And he said, I just went and saw Fletch because he knows I'm a big Chevy Chase guy, big Fletch guy. And he goes, it was actually pretty good. And so we were texting back and forth about the movie a little bit. And, and then that was it. So I was like, I'm going to go see Fletch. It's not even in the theaters anymore. It, I mean, it came and went like in uh, two weeks. Because they probably uh, must have heard. been so good that you know they just went <laughs> it for a limited time. Exactly, <laughs> high, high demand. Exactly. <laughs> so um, it's interesting, though. You know, I've been to the theater a couple times. You know, post pandemic, and we used to go all the time. Like because there was a bunch of movies that you could see. There's really nothing to see. Hollywood's not putting anything out. Uh, so this one, who stars no one you know. Not that that matters, really, but, like, we just went because of the premise. It was a horror flick. And what they do now, at the beginning of every every movie, 
they have this big hard sell of how important it is to go to the theater, which I agree. You know, we, we have to support our theaters. We have to make sure that they stay in business. It's a part of who we are. It's, it's very, it's a cool experience. Um, you know, you can have both. You can have the streaming experience at home in your couch and all that stuff, but the theater experience is different. I think the theaters have to figure out how to make it just that much better for you to go to the theater. I think they have to change some things, but outside the point, you go and you have like a Nicole Kidman, this little video that runs. Of, yes. It's the movies. Welcome to AMC. There's not another experience like it. Sit right down. You know, the projectors in the back. And sit there with your friends. And you don't even know these people. And eat your popcorn. And watch a star-studded cast on the silver screen. Da-da-da! And it's like this big, like, making you feel that... You're supposed to be there. Right, and you're important. <laughs> Uh, and then for this movie, like I'm sure you saw, Nikki, yeah. they had in the pre-roll the director and the lead actress who does a phenomenal job. I don't know who she is. I don't think I've ever seen her before. She does some really good acting. And and they talk about doing the movie. She looked a little uninterested about talking about the movie, to be honest with you. She did. <laughs> Like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> like, the director was like, it was so important to me to make this movie. It was like a dream of mine ever since I was a kid. I really <laughs> wanted to make this movie. It was all about this movie. And then, uh, you know, our lead actress just did such a great job. Yeah, the movie's good. It was fun. It was a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like talking it. about the main character, the therapist? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Is it really? Yeah, it says uh, Sosi, S-O-S-I-E, Bacon. Um, she she did her first film, or she was a, her first hit film was that um, About a Boy movie. I guess she was a 10-year-old in that movie or something. Wow, she's phenomenal. She's a real, well, I mean, she's got her dad's genes and her mom's genes, because her mother's what, Kara Cedric, right? Uh, I believe, oh, sorry, the, the movie was Lover Boy. Uh, who, which was directed by her father, Kevin Bacon. Um, Wait a minute, are you, hold on. Not Lover Boy with Patrick Dempsey. Uh, maybe, let me check. I wouldn't think so, because she's only 30. Well, unless she was, yeah, I guess she would have been a little kid then. Uh, film career. The one where she, uh, he's a pizza guy, pizza delivery guy. Is it uh, 2005? No, this would have been longer. Uh, this is with uh, Kira Sedgwick. That's her mother, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, they were all in Loverboy, but this is the 2005 movie. So she's she 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 does a great job. The premise of the movie is that there's an entity, an evil entity that takes over people and makes them commit suicide. And when they do it, they're smiling. They have this like creepy fucking weird smile on their face. It's so creepy. It's like a remake of Bird Box. Uh. No, 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 no. Because Bird Box, people were committing suicide because of whatever the entity was outside. Like, it was like in the trees or something like that. And then they, they, they had to close their, they put the shit over their eyes, right? And stuff. So this is, yeah. this is a, it's a little bit different. Like, you get like four to seven days until you have to commit suicide. And then you do it in front of somebody. And then once you do it in front of somebody, then now that, evil entity is within them. So it just keeps passing it on to people. And the only way to break the cycle is if you kill someone. 
Um, so that's <laughs> what the whole movie, I mean, and they shows these, they show like these horrible deaths and stuff. So it's kind of like a psyche horror type of film type of deal. You know what I mean? More of a thriller. Yeah. Thriller. More of a horror. thriller. Yeah. Mm. It just had some parts that made you jump, but not because it was scared. Right. Exactly. And, and so it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was worth the trip to the theater. Yeah. I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was long though. It was long. And, and then you go, okay, well, I've dropped, let's say, over uh, probably over $100 just for this night. And, like, what did I get out of it, you know, for the whole experience? Probably, like, 100 uh, you know, over $100. I spent, like, 80 Because yeah, the food, popcorn, tickets, you go all out, tickets mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you go, should, they, should the experience be more money and they have nicer things? Would that get people to the theater? Like, there's a war going on between theaters and streaming. And the theaters are losing. Just like radio versus streaming. Uh, when it comes to music programming. Radio, terrestrial radio is losing. Not so much satellite, but terrestrial radio is losing the streaming battle because people want to control everything. Radio is about to, as a, there was something I posted on our social media not that long ago, about content and personality driven content radio's losing that battle because those that those of us that can do that type of you know content um we're doing podcasting and we're our own bosses Mm -hmm. and radio doesn't want that there are very few stations that they that i could work at in the country and i was told this a long time ago they said if you choose this path there are very few places that you're going to be able to work at and i was like ah hogwash hogwash well they are correct there are very few, because most places like, uh, we don't know you, and we just don't want you to come over here and just start talking on the radio and morning drive. <laughs> we got to make sure we get our spins in. You know, we got to play our records because that's, we, even though they know people don't want to hear that in morning drive, they're afraid to let somebody come in, even with a successful background of doing it, come in and do it. They just don't want to do it. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, well. So there's this streaming war. You know, if streaming didn't exist, we wouldn't have these issues. But Not now just, it does. But, but it does. And you wonder, will theaters be able to survive because of all this? I don't know. It, I, I think the going to streaming process was already starting to affect it a little bit, but then the pandemic really messed it up. So now I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back. I think the pandemic, post-pandemic, will be very similar to post-9-11. Careful, I know, just hear me out. Post 9-11, everything changed and continues to change for the worse. And it's all based off of what the terrorists wanted. You know, we continue to fall into their trap. Uh, I don't know why politicians and leaders haven't pointed this out over the years, but it's exactly what they wanted us to do. They wanted us to turn on each other and to hurt each other from the inside out. So they didn't have to do it. They wanted this country to become what their country is, where they have people that shoot up places and blow up places and stuff. We didn't have that before 9-11. Yep. Post 9 that's what they wanted. You know, yep. so they, 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 they're winning that battle. You know, you can say the war on terrorism is done. It's not anywhere near done. You know, the pandemic, the things that changed with the pandemic, you know, they're like, well, let's get back to normal. We don't know how to get back to normal. What normal is to us is the new normal of what is today. 
Yep. People are still wanting to stay in their houses. I, I had a, a friend I was just having this argument the other day because he was supposed to come to Atlanta. And he's like, well, I'm scared to leave my house now because of monkeypox. I'm like, are you going to stay in your house for the rest of your life? Like, you got to come outside. But a lot of people still have that mentality where you hear somebody cough, oh, they're going to run in the house. So they're not going to the movies. No. When's the last time you were at the movies? Oh, you went to the, you saw Top Gun in Mexico, didn't you, Nate? Yeah, I saw Top Gun and Jurassic Park, the newer one. Oh, the new one. Was it a good experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better than, I mean, movie tickets are like three bucks. Uh, all of our food for two or three people was like $14. <laughs> think well that's yeah but i'm seeing the same movie you you guys are so you guys are getting fucked because it probably cost them the same amount to license the movies to go into their theaters so they're just screwing you guys for no reason yeah but i'm talking about the experience like just going outside of the money stuff i'm just the going in is versus the streaming experience it's there there is a difference oh yeah i mean like Difference between theaters there and theaters here, or just in general. No, so what I'm saying is that the experience of just going, like, say, hey, what do you want to do tonight? You want to go to the movies now? Instead, let's just go on the couch and watch Dahmer mm-hmm. on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's normally what we do. My wife hates going to the movies. She, I don't know, she doesn't like to sit there. Um, I kind of like the movies because it keeps everybody off their phones typically, and so you're just paying attention to one thing. Because a lot of times, if you're sitting at home, you start like playing on your phone. Oh, hang on, can you rewind that? That's usually me. Hey, you rewind this part because uh, I, I missed it because I was uh, mm-hmm. dicking around on my phone. <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing. Yep. We call, we call it scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And you know, it's like, what are you doing? You know, and we'll look at each other as soon as somebody picks up the phone. You're, you're not fucking watching a movie, man. What the fuck, man? You're scrolling. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, and of, and of course, my wife, her, her, she's like, I'm working. You know, so she's, it's justified. I'm working. And, you know, and then when she says it to me, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love going I to the theater. But this is my first time going in the theater, though, since the pandemic. This is my first time. And I used to go, like, every other weekend. Oh, no, I love it. I like going to the movies during the day by myself. No way. Oh, yeah, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Now you took it too far. I do, I do think the theaters are are becoming obsolete, or they will become obsolete. They're they're basically the new um, arcade. You know, arcades existed because you couldn't have um, you know uh, video gaming systems in your house. But then they got mobile. They became home systems. Arcades have basically fallen off. They still kind of exist, but nobody really goes to them to play video games. Um, same thing with movies. You don't need to do that anymore. So it's just going to be less and less and less, or it'll become super expensive. That's what didn't, didn't like, didn't like AMC offer like two Wednesdays ago or something like three dollar movies and it was a big flop and they lost a shit ton of money because no one showed up. Yeah, they were <laughs> like right, when the pandemic started to end, they they were trying everything and anything to to get people back in, and yeah, they, they, it was a big hit that they took. You know, they're also competing with <laughs> you know the the dinner movie places, uh, Studio Movie Grill here in Atlanta, and um, what's the other one? There's another one. Where you go in. Yeah, uh, movie tavern or something like movie that. Movie tavern. But I, I, I think that, you know, I said this a, a while back, you know, I think what theaters are going to eventually have to do or somebody's going to have to give it a try is make it a high dollar experience. I think that, you know, everything goes in cycles, right? So if you go back to the 80s in airline travel, not everybody was able to travel. It was a high dollar experience and you dress the part. Uh, then, you know, it became everybody can travel and, uh, you know, we see what happens and there's a lot of issues. 
So um, not saying that everybody shouldn't have the opportunity to do these things. It's just when you incorporate more people, you're going to have more issues. So maybe the movie experience needs to be a high dollar uh, experience. Not that it's not high dollar already, but I'm saying in return, you're getting high dollar food. You're getting high dollar service. You're, you know, it's like, Hey, we're going to the theater. Like it used to be high dollar for that time. You know, you go to the majestic. It's like, it's the theater night, you know, that kind of thing. So it just has to be a different experience than what people are used to. You, they're going to have to give people more than what they're used to in order to get the theaters going again. And you're going to have to put out good product right now. There ain't shit. I mean, there is like top gun was it, you know, this smile movie is good, but it wasn't good enough to yeah. (laughs) truth be told. I could have waited a couple weeks for it to to be on some streaming service Mm -hmm. and been scared just the same in my house. Uh, It would have been fine. You know, black Adam's going to be huge this weekend uh, just because one, it's the rock and it's part of the, the superhero stuff and, and people are looking for the Easter eggs and, and all that kind of thing. So that'll be a huge movie. It costs a lot of money to make. So they got, a, they got a lot of, and he's out there promoting the shit out of it, dude. He closed down, um, uh, um, Times Square, <laughs> the rock time closed down Times Square. He's yeah. He was sitting there and, you know, at that, you know, that little, those little steps up by the, the TKS tickets thing. He was up there looking over, and it was, like, just packed full of people. Like, rock, 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 rock. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I said I had some uh, some some news. If you're a newsletter subscriber, you already know this, but because uh, I sent one out last weekend. I've been sending one out every weekend. A lot of it's with the podcast and pours, too. Last weekend was not only podcast and pours, too, but to let people know about the Anna Delvey conversation that we had. Uh, which was huge for us. Um, very, very cool opportunity to have Anna Delvey on. So we've added something. We've added a couple things to um, to uh, to to the to the to the party to the event. And let me pull up all the details. I thought I had it in front of me. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, but we added a balloon drop, which is pretty cool. So we're gonna have a shit ton of balloons, right? And here it is. And in those balloons, there are going to be a bunch of different prizes. You know, some are going to be empty, you know, just SOL, but most of them will have gift cards in there thanks to Sample Electric. That's Jeremiah fucking Sample, right? Who, by the way, has some chocolate labs for sale. If anyone's interested, you can go to my Facebook page and you can see the, the link. He's got them for sale. And also UCI Kitchen and Bath. They're going to supply a bunch of gift cards. But uh, Tannery Row and the good people over there have provided a uh, trip. Um, It's accommodations only, and you have two different weeks that you can choose from. So you're going to have to provide your own transportation to the Royal Islander Club at Maho Bay in St. Martin. And it is spelled S-I-N-T. So if you're wondering, if you're in the newsletter, you saw that. But going for price of admission, there's going to be a balloon with this trip in it. Trip in it. That's oh, pretty, wow, I hope I win that. That's pretty badass, right? <laughs> well, I should probably make it a rule that somebody from the show can't win. So. What? Sorry, guys. So if the balloon falls and I get it, I have to give it to somebody? This place, Yeah, this place is beautiful. put it in my pocket. Absolutely gorgeous. So, <laughs> so, that's, so that's now added to what is already an awesome event. Uh, and this will be the last weekend to get your tickets. This is the last weekend to get your tickets. I cannot stress how important it is for you to get your tickets this weekend. Please get your tickets this weekend. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. I even did a promotion last weekend, and I'm not saying I'm not going to do it again this weekend, something like this, 
But last weekend for just subscribers to the newsletter and subscribers to the show, I told you that if you order tickets by last Sunday at midnight, and that included everybody that already purchased tickets, I was going to do some VIP upgrades. Ooh. So I got a couple winners with some VIP upgrades. Let's go. They'll be posted in the newsletter. This weekend, I might do something different. Actually, it might already be out by now. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but if you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, then you'll never know. You know, that's the, that's the perk of being a premium two percenter. So Saturday, October 29th, this is next Saturday, Tannery Row, Buford, Georgia. It is podcast and pours to anniversary. We have the Verve Pipe headlining our party. We also have a performance from the band Distinct Grace. We have two Halloween costume contests with a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. Uh, That's a lot of money. In cash up for grabs, $500 for each winner, uh, take all. Dollar store, less is more. Halloween costume contest. If you want in on the dollar store, less is more Halloween uh, costume contest, you have to sign up early. There's a place on the website for that, podcastthebs.com, for you to sign up. Uh, I have a few entrants as is. $15, $15, go to any dollar type store. You must bring the receipt and use everything you purchase, and you cannot use anything else from home to accompany your costume. If you do, you're disqualified, and you can win $500. So right now I have like a handful of contestants. The probability of one of those, well, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to win 500 bucks is pretty damn cool. Uh, and then we'll have a generic one where just we'll 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 have a, a one towards the end of the evening. This all starts immediately following the UGA game, which I believe uh, starts at 3:30. Play Florida, which is of course a big game, and so you can get there early and watch the game for free, and then just show the ticket when the game is over, so you can stay. Ticket will be on your phone, or you can print it out. Forty dollars uh, for your tickets, a hundred dollars uh, for VIP, free food, drink ticket included in that. Uh, We'll have a live DJ, everybody from the network. Nate from Mexico will be there. Brandon, Def August, Nikki D. I'm assuming Brandy and Lindsay, who the fuck knows. Uh, Like I said, a live recording of the show. We'll do that out there. It's going to be a blast. I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm just trying to get the hard sell because this is the last weekend to buy tickets, and I'm expecting there to be a huge, huge last minute. Everybody's like, I got to get my tickets. I got to get my tickets. And this is the weekend to do it. Yes, because who's going to have a better party than ours? Nobody. I don't understand why people wouldn't have gotten tickets three weeks ago. I know. Like, to me, I'm going, okay, well, I'm just going to make plans now. But my wife said that's just not how people work. Yeah, Halloween's not a thing that you do, like, really far in advance. It's usually like, oh, shit, it's snuck up on me. It's uh, it's next weekend. We got to get our tickets now. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what she says is going to happen. So. I do that with my costume every year. I, I buy it the week before. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that she's wrong because as of this morning, there has been a, you know, I get notifications for all the ticket sales. So mm-hmm. there's been a nice flow of ticket sales already this morning. So it's good. But this is where the party's going to be at. Oh, and we have hotel accommodations, discounted price at the nearby Marriott, I think. Uh, and that link is on podcastthebs.com as well. All the information, podcast. People have been messaging me. How do I get tickets? What are you talking about? How do you get tickets? I've been fucking doing it for four weeks, three weeks. It's, podcast, <laughs> it's our website, podcastthebs.com. It's everywhere. You know, I can't social media it enough. Nate put together these amazing videos. Oh, they're so good. Promo. I don't know how you did that, but they are so Hollywood studio quality 
uh, podcast and pours two videos. Like that is like over and beyond awesome. What you did, dude, I can't thank you enough. No, no, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. No, it was, weren't they not amazing? They were awesome. I'm posting one every single day this week. Just so cool. Yep. Was, I want every, well, a different one. They're like little movies. Yeah. You know? So, and those are uh, on Got our social sound media. Sound effects and everything. Sound effects. Scary and all that stuff. Ooh. I gave you a little tour of Tannery Row and the decorations. Their decorations are awesome. It's like a haunted house. Uh, so I put together a little video that's posted up the, on our social media as well. They've got this uh, like old truck that's in Tannery Row, and it looks like it was in an accident. Mm-hmm. And the two people are in it, and then there's strobe light, and they're bleeding, and like, ah, you know, all that stuff. You got people hanging from the rafters, and got this uh, scary chick with big breasts. That uh, they have that same type of truck deal at Six Flags. So Tannery Row is really doing. Yeah, some it's good. It's going to be a stuff. lot of fun. Haunted Vendor Village, you want to be a part of that. Uh, again, details, podcast2bs.com. But Georgia Hemp Company, uh, Watkins Law Firm, uh, they're out there. Hobo Fire, Inspect All Pest Services, My Karma Creations, uh, they're going to be all out there. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, with that being said, let's talk to this week's guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m., all right? Some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttingright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal, who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN. CUTTINRIGHT.COM. And back to you, Jason. 
I love this guy. About nine years ago when I moved to Atlanta, we had him on as a guest uh, at the sports station I was on, and then he started following me on Twitter. And I was so excited when I got the message back and forth with the Marcus Lamanis, chairman and CEO of Camping World, Good Sam Enterprises, Gander RV, The House Board Shop, The Profit, which was an amazing show. I was addicted to it, must see TV. And now, Marcus, you got The Renovator, Improving Families, Lives, and Homes in this new HGTV series, which has already premiered and out. How are you, Marcus? I'm doing good, my man. How are you? You missed The Profit? I do. I I love that show. I was addicted to that show. I needed a break from it after, you know, after making it for almost 10 years and dealing with some good people and some not so good people. Mm. My wife just said, like, we, we need a time out for a minute. We need a break from this crazy shit. We need a break. I, I'm assuming, you know, do you, you know, so if you're not those aren't familiar with what the profit was, the profit was Marcus would go. Marcus is very obviously very wealthy, very successful businessman. And he would go into these businesses and say, hey, look, this is why you're struggling. Um, kind of like bar rescue for businesses, right? Go in there and say, hey, look. Except this- I wrote a check. Except you I was getting to that. At the end, he'd write a check and say, here, I'm going to invest in your business. Every single one of them. And I can only assume, and I always think I'd be like, that guy's not going to keep his word. There's just no way. <laughs> this guy's not going to listen to him. You probably had that a lot in that show. I had that, unfortunately. Not only did I have them not listen, but I ended up putting a lot more money in than I ever had planned on. And then there ended up being this sort of divide at the end where people were sort of coming after me saying, I didn't do enough. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't give them enough. I didn't promote them enough. And, you know, nine, eight, nine years later, they'd come back and say, we, we, we think we were damaged. Uh, you, even though you gave us 300 grand and even though you supported us, uh, we wanted more, we wanted this. And so it, it was time for me just to take a break for a minute. And, um, part of the reason why I made that shift to what I'm doing now is I started to really notice the difference between the good businesses and the ones that weren't so good. And it really stemmed from what their home life was like, what their relationship was like with their spouse. Did they have kids? Was their house organized? And it was shocking to me that when I saw a broken home or a troubled home, I saw a troubled business. Hmm, that's really. And so I realized I probably did the shows backwards. I probably should have done the renovator first. <laughs> right. Um, but that's how we're. That's how we got to today. So it's kind of ironic that we reconnect after all these years. I don't know if you remember me or not, but I remember you and. And you're doing this show because uh, I just reconnected with my mother after 17 years. And I just recently went down to Florida wow. to, to, to see her. And a lot of it was because of her age and her health. And she had things from my grandmother, who was my rock, that she wanted to give me. God forbid something were to happen and it not get into my hands. And when I walked into her house, it was not what I remembered my mother living like and there were a lot of issues and I had three days to do some fixing up to do she hadn't had air in four and a half years she hadn't had a shower in three and a half years her garage door was broke it's half renoed so I'm getting all this taken care of but to your point and the reason why I bring this up is there are people out there that live in this country that the most simplistic things like air conditioning you know for us that can be fixed for 
you know, I think I got hers fixed for like 1100 bucks, right? Um, it's a game changer. And that's what you're doing to your point of how it affects everything outside of the house, right? Well, first of all, I am uh, super uh, humbled and impressed by the fact that you reconnected with your mom. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And the fact that you recognize the importance of, you know, putting things back together for her. So I, I don't mean to, to digress, but I wanted to point that out. I think what, what has happened um, to me, and it's been a bit of a shift for HGTV and, um, you know, it's, it's been a head scratcher for them, is that I went into these families' homes really to try to accomplish three things. One, I think we have a financial literacy problem in this country where people really don't understand how money works. And if I think about a house, not a home, there's money in and money out, and you should run it a little like a business and understand how that works. I think the second thing is, is I wanted to really fix this generational wealth problem that exists. And you don't need to be a millionaire or a billionaire to create generational wealth. You can make $65,000 a year, buy a house, have that thing appreciate, raise two kids with a white picket fence, have a car, pay your bills, have 247 payments of mortgage left, and in the end, pass something on to your kids that's your life's work. And in order to really understand that, you gotta understand how that asset works. So you'll see me deal with that a lot. The last thing is a lot of families don't really know how to solve their issues. And whether it's how they parent or how they deal with each other or how transparent they are with money or how they overcome a death. Uh, and I wanted to go in and insert myself in a way where we would do a renovation, but the renovation's really like, if you think about the profit, we were really there to fix the people and the business was sort of part of that process. We weren't there to fix the business and it didn't matter what happened to the people. It's kind of the same thing and I use the same formula that I'm gonna come into your house and I'm gonna help you understand what's wrong and we're gonna fix it together. You're not leaving, you're not going to Disney World and coming back where I just show you your house and you cry and everything's gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work you hard I'm going to hold you accountable. You're going to communicate with your spouse. We're going to deal with real issues. And in the end, you're going to get a beautiful home, but you're going to work for it. Mm. And, and it's, uh, it was an exhausting process and it was a risky process because a lot of people have said to me, Hey, look, I just want to watch a renovation show. And I would say to them, great, let me uh, you go watch fantasy land. I'm going to go live in reality where most people live and they're, and they're troubling. Are you, you know? are you, uh, are you doing any of the work in the house? You know, those, those uh, shows you'll, you'll see, you know, the property brothers, for example, and I like the property brothers. I don't get yeah. me wrong, but we both know that outside of what they're doing and the cameras and their very nice jeans yeah. and their nice shirts, they ain't doing yep. shit. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you, um, the, the difference for me is that, um, unlike a lot of renovation shows, I am the designer on the show. There is no other designer. However, I'm not an electrician. I'm not a plumber. I'm not a carpenter and I'm not going to vamp to be one. <laughs> what I do do is I hire local businesses, small local businesses that actually do the work. Do I help them put the hardwood floor in when the camera's not around? Sure. Do they want me to put the hardwood floor in? No. They're like, you don't know how to put hardwood floor in. You know how to pick it. You know how to organize it. You know how to do the layout. You know how to do a budget for construction. But stay away from the wires. Stay away from the pipes. Stay away from the floor. And the reality of it is, is that these are people's homes. This isn't like a joke project. And so it needs to be right. And I argued with the network a little bit about that one topic, which is I'm not going to vamp. 
If I know how to do it, you'll see me do it. If I don't know how to do it, you'll see me admire and hire the best and thank them for their work. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be like the Home Depot guy. I'm trying to be the, I'm going to fix your house and your life guy. Yeah. It's I, what I've always liked about you, Marcus, is that you, you talk in lists, you know, you did that with a profit too. You know, like, okay, I, I, here's the problem. Let's identify the problem and yeah. provide a solution. And in order to get to the solution, I, I function that way as well, you know, and then you'll list ABC or one, two, three, uh, like you just did. And one of the things that you said is the understanding of money. And it's, it's a generational thing. Uh, absolutely. My son, who's now 21, who lives down in Florida, uh, when he was living with us, I didn't know this until I got my credit card bill one time and noticed that there were eight, uh, four or $800 worth of charges for Uber one month. And at first I asked my wife, are you cheating on me? And she says, no. So then I said, I must have been hacked. And then I was like, okay. And then I looked into the Uber app and they were all at the same time. He was missing school and he was taking Uber black and picking up his friends and going to school. And I said to him, you, you know how this works. Uh, I have to pay this back on the credit card. He, he, he had no understanding of that. He just thought it was free money because they don't teach it. Florida is now going to be teaching this in schools, which I think is great. People don't understand the value of a dollar. That's the problem. Well, I, you know, um, I've been criticized a lot on social for how I'm approaching the, the money of it all in a home. And I've said, you know, the most important thing about a, a house, not a home, and I create that distinction, is understanding that it's like a business. And when you think about a business, there's money coming in, that's the income, and there's money going out. Those are the expenses that at the end of every month, your home is either, your house is either profitable or it's not. And if you uh, don't think it's losing money. Let me see your credit card and let me see your home equity line. Mm. Because usually what happens is when you have a dollar more going out than coming in, you bridge the gap on your credit card. I'll pay for this on my credit card. I'll pay for that. I'll get a home equity line. And little by little, you start eating into what is the equity of your house. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated by, but encouraged by people's lack of knowledge, but their appetite to learn. And people have said to me, why don't, why don't homeowners or individuals have financial literacy? And my response is very simple. Where are they supposed to learn it? Mm. Where, where do they teach it? And a lot of homeowners, even ones that are 40, 50, 60 years old, don't want to admit that they don't know. Yeah. And so we're trying to take the stigma out of it's okay if you don't know the answer. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I By the way, why did you ask your wife that question? Why was that sort of your first question? It was kind of like <laughs> a joke, I guess. But you know, I did ask her. It was funny. Did she? Did, she, did you get smacked a little? No, she said. Do you really think I would Uber if I were cheating on you? <laughs> women are smarter than men. <laughs> yeah, women would not use Uber to do that, right? They would not. So no. I I learned a couple years ago uh, about a theory on how to ma um, manage your expenses and it's percentage wise. Like for example, if you have a car payment, it should be no more than 10% of the money that you bring in each month. Um, with that being said, and if you were to use that formula, what would you tell people? My wife's a real estate agent. So she deals with this all the time. Percentage of the money coming in that they would spend on not only their mortgage, but expenses with the house and utilities. 
You're going to be shocked by this because um, you know me well. I don't subscribe to that theory. Really? And I'll tell you why. Yeah. I don't think we should be telling people um, what choices they should make with their money. What I do think we should tell people is that there's a finite amount of money and the choices you make have consequences. And if you choose to have a slightly nicer home and a less expensive car or vice versa, that's a personal choice that you're making. But you need to understand that every choice has a consequence. If you put all your money, let's say you bring in $1,000 a month for this discussion. If you decide to put $900 of your money into clothes and a fancy car and fancy restaurants, you're gonna have $100 left for your house. Right. And I'm using that as a as a sure. as sort of a marker, um, your ability to save money and to build assets and to grow generational wealth are not going to exist. If you choose to put nine hundred dollars into your home and one hundred dollars into everything else, you may end up having a beautiful home, but you may starve to death. Mm. And so you have to really make good decisions and choices. But one thing I know for sure is there is a finite amount of money coming in and there is a required amount of money going out. And the required amount of money going out can't be greater than the money coming in. What you choose to do with it is your business. As long as you have eyes wide open that the choices you make will have a consequence. Yeah. Well, Positive or negative. I'm going to change my theory then because Marcus Lamona said so. He is a good theory. And I, and I listened to him. I swear to God. But, like, but, but I'll give you an example, right? So if, if you have little kids right? Your whole life changes when you have your first child. I don't have a child, so I can't relate to it. But when you have a child, your mindset probably changes. Like you become the Lion King and you have to be a protector and you have to make sure that your kids have a safe home. And, and when we're bachelors, we're like, dude, I'll just sleep like in a small space. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to vamp. I'm going to have my nice car. I'm going to wear nice clothes. And the minute your life changes, you get married or you have a kid or your mom needs something or, or a friend needs something, all of a sudden your car, your clothes go away and your priorities shift. Mm. That's called life, uh -huh. right? That's, that's just sort of the evolution of things. Where, where are, are most of these families? I know you're, um, you had uh, one I saw in the, the press release in Orange Park, Florida. Um, but are most of these, are you filming in Florida, most of these, these families? Seven of the eight episodes were in Jacksonville, which is where I live. Uh, one is in Las Vegas. And I wanted to start the show, which is a huge gamble for me. I wanted to start the show in my own neighborhood so I can really understand how to make sure the process was right. I had contacts with local contractors and local plumbers, and I knew where to get stuff. I, ne I needed to learn how to navigate it because, you know, making a, a television show and renovating a house are two very different things, and to have them intersect is not easy. Uh, I don't have a big army of contractors and a big army of producers and a big army of like designers, so I had to figure a lot of it out on my own, and that's why I wanted to do it where I lived because it just made it easier to execute. Yeah, that makes sense. Nate, do you have a question for Marcus? For we because uh, we had about ten minutes left with him. Yeah, Marcus, is there like a favorite renovation that you did in your own home or somebody else's? Like, did you put in like an arcade or something, something wild? No, I would say that, that I think the thing that I enjoyed more, Nate, about probably my favorite piece is, is adding space inside of an existing four wall. Most people think in order to have more space, I need to put an addition on my home. And I love tearing the walls down and, and coming up with the new puzzle of it all and seeing how taking those four walls and recreating the puzzle would get me more money. In every single case at the end of the episode, I tell you what the house appraised for when I got there and what it appraises for now. 
And that to me was where I was able to get my business juices going. How do I spend a finite amount of money and get some sort of yield out of it? But I always, um, uh, I don't ever do anything impractical. And I'm not saying that an arcade's impractical, but yeah, don't put an arcade <laughs> in your house. How about that? What you're saying like, that sounds. Nate, I was surprised uh, you didn't ask Marcus about the, you know, the, the camping world stuff. Cause isn't that the title sponsor of uh, the bounce house or no, the citrus bowl. That's right. Where yeah, UCF yeah. used to play. Oh, okay. That's right. It's, it's not the new one. That's right. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot of concerts there too. Bowl games and the, the whole deal. You know, it's funny. Camping world um, is, uh, is my, um, was, I, I, my, my wife's not here. So I'll say this, but it's the most important thing in my life. It's a business that I built from the ground up. Um, and uh, you know, it's had some good times and some rough times over the two decades that we've had it. And uh, but it's uh, it's, people forget that I'm basically selling homes on wheels. I've been in the home business for a long time. When people say to me like, what do you know about homes? And what do you know about this? It's like, well, I sell more homes than anybody in America. How about we start with that? That should be my new tagline. I sell more homes than anybody in America. So that's why I know what I'm doing. That's awesome. But uh, it's a good business. It's well, a fun business did actually. You, did you ever go to the citrus bowl before the renovations? I went to the citrus bowl uh, um, for the Florida Georgia high school game back in 1990, whatever the heck it was, 1994, and it wasn't great. Oh wow! Okay, so 94. Uh, actually, well, that was a year after my buddy played in it. Okay, so you know, both Nate and I are Orlando guys. Um, yep. And the Citrus Bowl was it, like this is how bad it was. It, y- years ago, they they tried to start this new football league, the Orlando Tuskers, and they yep. they hired me to. I was doing play-by-play or sidelines, whatever. But anyway, I was in the uh, broadcast box, and, and I'd been in this box numerous times. And we're sitting there, and the wall starts vibrating. And I'm going, why is the wall vibrating? Is it the AC? What is that? And they're like, oh, don't don't open that. That's bats. So the, at the very top of the Citrus Bowl, I mean, it's all changed now. It actually changed when um, the form, uh, his name's John... He's the former head of the Orlando Social Club or something, took over for the WWE, a gentleman by the name of Bob Collins, who had been there since day one running the WrestleManias for Vince McMahon, and they had it in Orlando, and WWE sunk in like a million dollars to the Citrus Bowl. A couple years later, you guys got the Mm -hmm. name, and you know all this stuff. I'm just, you're smiling, you're like, I know, John. But I'm just going to tell you, that that stadium... It, 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 I think it's still underserved. I think it has, Oh yeah. it's, you know, the neighborhoods growing around it, as you know, the neighborhood wasn't so great yeah. uh, a while ago. It's better today. We'd like to be a part of that transformation down there. And, you know, we've said to the city, we'll put a dealership there, an RV dealership there. And everybody said to me, it's not a good neighborhood. It's not a good neighborhood. It's like, listen, you know, like every neighborhood was not always good. We need to start somewhere, and if somebody's got to invest some money in that area, what I don't want to do is 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 invest in that neighborhood and transfer in that neighborhood and displace people. Right. And that I think is you know the Orange Bowl did that years ago down in Miami when the old Orange Bowl was there. If you guys remember, mm-hmm. there was all these little houses around it. Mm-hmm. You go to a game, you park right there. There, you know, the little Cuban guy selling you parking for five dollars. And when they knocked it down and rebuilt it they kind of destroyed the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. I don't, yeah. 
They, they, so, I don't want to have that happen. So uh, when they built the new Amway Arena, I remember. Uh, so the mayor there, I, I I I like Buddy Dyer a lot, and they made it a point to make sure that they use, let's say, neighborhood. Uh, run companies in order to expand that part. They want to pretty much connect where the Citrus Bowl and the Amway Arena is into downtown uh, Orlando. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you something that you might be interested in or take the idea and use it somewhere else. Here in Atlanta, they there's two different programs that they do in the inner city, You know, right next to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Similar situation. You have these people that have lived there for decades, and they can't move. They're not going to move. But they're sur- the neighborhood is is gone to crap, and it's surrounded by drug dealers and horror. I mean, it's it's gotten bad, a lot of crime. So what the city of Atlanta has done is one's called the Neighborhood Initiative Program, where they partner up with a um, a contractor. They do teardowns, buildups, and they put officers with officer cars in the houses. There's a lot of equity. oh wow. There's a lot of equity in the house already. You know, blah blah blah. There's a lot of benefits to that, but now you have police presence. Now, spawned from that is called the uh, Legacy Program, in which my wife is the lead real estate agent for, is where they find people that were born in Atlanta that want to move back. They do the same thing, tear down, build up, and they put them in these houses. To, they're trying to buy out all of the bad houses with a bad element. It's very Atlanta, from my understanding, is the only city in the country that is doing these types of programs. Wow. And downtown is working on that same thing? Downtown Atlanta, yes. Downtown Atlanta. No, downtown Orlando. Oh no, no, I don't know what Orlando's doing. I just remember when about ten years or whenever they built Amway, which is I guess over ten years now. That was that was the argument from the 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 minority lived neighborhoods on the other uh, side of the interstate. They're like, you're going to bring in other contractors, and you're not only booting these houses and these businesses and these companies, but you're not using our own people. And Mayor Buddy Dyer said that's not going to happen. And leaders in the community used those, and they built their houses up, actually. So they did a lot of good. But I don't know about, they don't have what we have in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. Well, you remember when downtown Orlando um, was at Church Street, where everybody used to go? Mm -hmm. It's not the same as it used to be. I mean, I used to live in Sanford. That's actually where I spent, you know, the early part of my business career in Sanford, and I used to go to dinner in, in, uh, on church street and it's, it's different today. It needs, it needs some love, I think. Yeah. It went through a good run, like in the uh, late nineties and the early two thousands, the transition, they got rid of the Hooters and the jungle gyms and they put up the, the, the big tower, mm-hmm. they reopened Cheyenne saloon and that was a fun time, but now I've heard it's bad. And actually everybody now gravitates towards I drive where the eye is. Yep. And, yep. and that's the new party place, which is crazy. I would have never thought that in a million years. Well, the one thing that I want to tell you guys uh, before before we end is, you know, there's a lot of noise out there about what's happening in the economy. Yeah. And, you know, are we going to go through some dark period? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, um, tough times are awful for people that are struggling, right? And it's our it's our responsibility to help them through it. But for for people that are doing okay, it's not a it's not a bad thing to once in a while tighten your belt. It's not a bad thing once in a while to go through what you're spending money on and to make some changes and make some cuts. It's not a bad thing once in a while 
to kind of come back to center and remember who you love and why you love them and and that material things don't supersede all those other things and nobody needs two cars you only have one body and you can only drive to one place and so it's actually a, a, a moment in time where I tell people it's going to be short-lived, it's going to be a little painful, but we'll come out better in most cases than when we went in. You just got to buckle up. Yeah, that's really good advice. We got to let you go. Nikki, did you have something real quick that you want to ask Marcus? But We have to let him go, though. So no, it's fine. Just real quick. I just only had one no, question. Um, don't, because... don't rush her. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at by your handle. I'm sorry. <laughs> because I keep hearing you say um, you're paying for this or your contract and that. So I've never watched these shows. So I guess my question is, you're not actually using your own money when you're renovating these houses, right? So the families all have budgets and they have big budgets. Um, but one of the things that is a surprise in this particular show is when the families um, finish the renovation with me, they leave about two weeks before the house is done. And then my wife and I go to work and we surprise them by furnishing every single thing in the house as a gift from us. And they don't know that's about to happen. Like when they signed up for the show, they had no idea that they were going to get every plate, every dish, towels, napkins, candy, candy jars, pillows, TVs. They move back in and the thing is ready to go. And it's a gift for my wife and I. And my wife doesn't necessarily love the idea, but she understands the spirit in which we're blessed and it's okay for other people to be blessed. And in a time where everybody's feeling a little angry and dark, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to watch somebody get something good. Good people, good things should happen to good people. We need more of that. I agree. Oh, more, awesome. more of that on television too. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's why this is going to be successful. The Renovator, which uh, is on HGTV, uh, the great Marcus Lamonis. Thank you so much for your time. You're you fantastic. Got it. I hope we have you on again and talk soon. Good luck with the show, sir, and take care. We'll see you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, they provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, 
comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C R E A T E G R A P H I X dot net or 770 369 9962. That's 770 369 9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create Graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X.net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. How much food did you bring over my house, Nikki? I have a lunchbox. I've so far seen you eat a... So here's what she does. She, <laughs> she's the loudest eater in the world. Really, really loud. And when she eats, she grabs a body part. I've never seen this in my entire life in America. So... When Nikki D eats a Slim Jim, and she sucks the Slim Jim out of the paper, by the way, she she lifts up her right breast. She eats apples like chicken wings, and she grabs her thigh when she eats an apple. It's comforting. But why do you grab body parts when you eat food? It's never... just comforting. And then you always are sitting and staring at me. Well, I'm going to stare at you one way or the other. Either I'm going to stare at you next to me. Because you're eating so loud. I thought there were rats in my walls. I was not eating that loud. <laughs> or I'm going to look at you on the camera that's facing us. Look at Nate and Brandon. In the boxes. But uh, I don't know if you guys could hear her in between recording sessions. But uh, she's a, that one's a noisy one right there. How do you quietly eat the food. an apple? You got to snap it. Snap it to the Slim Jim. But did you watch her eat the apple? I didn't know she ate an apple. Exactly. She was so mad at that apple, it was gone like in a second. She, Nikki D eats angry. That's what she does. She doesn't enjoy it. She's like, oh, fuck you. You know, you can tell a lot from a woman how they eat food is how they are in bed. You know, they say that with guys and dancing. How a guy dances on the dance floor can tell a lot how he's in bed. I'm a horrible dancer. I'm horrible in bed. Nikki D is... A beast in the bedroom because she's an angry eater. She's an angry she's an angry sexer too. I am and aggressive. See that that theory holds true. That's a that's an, an very, you just made that up. That ain't. A I theory. did not make that. Well, I kind of made it up, but I, <laughs> I didn't make up the dance part of it. You know, no, that's that I've heard. Okay, not the eating part. Not the eating part. So I don't know. Brandon, are you a good dancer? Uh, yeah, I can get jiggy with it. That's a dumb question. You're not a good dancer. <laughs> Nate's a good dancer. I've seen Nate dance. I like to dance. He can cut a rug. He can. Yeah, I'm the best. And I can cut a stripper pole. That's right. You can, and I can rip my shoulder while doing the trying to do the same thing you do. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, stripper poles. You you have a whole newfound respect for strippers when you go and try to do what they do. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, Okay, are you done eating for the day? Or yeah, at least for being, I'm hot. It's hot in here. Well, it will take your uh, your your sweatshirt off. Yeah, I probably should do that because okay. I'm burning up. I mean, you got clothes underneath. Call right? HR, it's Brandon. Freezing in your house. So. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, you got a false advertising. You got a shirt underneath, right? No, I'm gonna take this off and be naked down here with you. Okay, well, I can't have that. It's gonna be okay. You got a shirt. That's, 
don't know. You're just a... Don't, what don't you, you eat Slim Jims and apples naked, Jason? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's how I roll. Does it irritate any of you? Does it piss you off when people don't follow along with your life on social media and then ask dumb questions that have obvious answers? Or is that like, if you were to get irritated or pissed off about that, make you a, a narcissist? No, it irritates me to the max. Like, I, I have so many people ask me, hey, are you still doing radio? I'm like, hey, are you alive? <laughs> are you not watching anything that I ever post? Okay, so it bothers you. Yes. Okay, okay, so I'm not alone. I'm, no. bef- before I stepped in and said it bothers me, I wanted to see if it bothers anyone else. Uh, Nate? Um, I... Th- Certain situations. So in some I can understand because even if you like let people know whether it be Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're doing, you don't always see it with your algorithm. You don't always see everybody's stuff. So it's understandable to not see it. But when it's certain questions, like I get the same thing, like like people that follow my, you know, me moving to Mexico, they're like, so what do you do for a living now? And it's like. <laughs> how did you know I was in Mexico? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, so like there's certain things that I'm like, well, if you're following along this closely, you should know, but I wouldn't fault somebody if they, you know, if it's somebody I didn't talk to often and they didn't have any idea. That means you got to post more stuff about the show. They just don't know that you're on the show. That's, that's the answer to that problem. But oh. they knew the reason I moved down here. And, and if they know what you're doing and Nikki's doing, they should, I don't know. I just feel like they should know. I, I thought you were going to say people that didn't know that you lived in Mexico. I've, I saw a post not that long ago. It was on a thread of yours. And it's like, hey, what are you doing now? Or, or like, that's cool you're in Mexico or something like that. And you had a very nice response of something or another. But I got mad. I'm like, how the fuck do you not know the guy's in Mexico? He's been posting about this shit for years. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, where have you been? You know? But then I, then I take a step back and go, wow, you narcissist how do you how do you act like that jason not everybody is on social media as much as maybe possibly you are or most everybody you know there's some people that come and go and they're this and this and that uh i, I know that lately um i've just picked up on a certain couple things especially with the whole mom stuff you know there was a post about my mother by one of the two percenters and then somebody said um like, uh, oh, he doesn't talk to his mom. Like, there, she was trying to correct her or something like that. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, you should. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I moved to Florida. Uh, I haven't, I haven't listened lately. Like, that has anything. Like, what are you moving to Florida? It has nothing to do with it. So that means that you're a radio listener, not a podcast listener. Exactly. And so that bothers me. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't bother me. I think it's narcissi- narcissistic to let it bother me. Like, I don't think that at all. I feel like an asshole that it bothers me. I got to be honest with you. I feel like I feel dirty. I feel gross that it pisses me off, but it does. Uh, somebody messaged me the other day, private messaged me on Facebook asking how to buy tickets for podcast and pours too. For four weeks, I've been constantly posting on seven different social media networks, as well as on this show telling you podcast, but they messaged me, actually they text me. Which made me even more angry. Because they personally know you. Exactly. Ooh. And that bothered me. I'm like, I can't be alone in this thing. No, you're not alone. Yeah. So and like, I don't feel bad well, about it. I understand more for you, Bailey, because you're, I mean, that's all you post. You've been posting for a year about, because I don't really post anything about my personal life. I just like reshare stuff. 
But so I can't get too mad about people not knowing what I'm doing, but people still just say like, oh yeah, he's on the radio. And I got to explain to him. And they're like, oh, well, what happened? I'm like, it's been going on for a year. Where you been? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't, but because you don't post these things on social media, they're not going to know unless they listen to the show. Again, I'll tell you the same thing. I'll tell Nate, you've got to post more about the show and just not resharing because this show, this project is part of your life. So if you want people to know what's going on, then you've you got to tell them. You got to tell them. Yeah. Well, I figured a reshare, they'd see it on my feed. They'd be like, oh, no, he must be working there. Or, you know, I share a video and it's me in the video. Who, who you think it is? So what I've <laughs> learned about the reshare, it does not have the same connection with an audience as posting something. You can reshare and make a comment and you'll get some feedback, but just the reshare. I've learned that because I reshare a lot of stuff from either the, the, the Bailey show podcast, Facebook, or my fan page to my personal page. Cause I can't post to both. And I just won't get a response when I reshare, but when I post like this or a finger or something like that, I'll get a response. I'll get more interact, uh, engagements is what it's right. called. I've been learning about engagements, engagements. So anyway, <laughs> well, and with the tickets, like I don't, the thing the thing that irritates me is not that maybe they're not aware of what's going on in your life or whatever. It's things that are like very easily, very easy to look up. Like if I know Brandon lives in Noonan and I haven't talked to him for like five years before I jump in and say, Hey, how's, how's Noonan going? I I'm going to go to his profile. I'm going to look and see where he, he currently lives. You know, just do a little, a little bit of research. That, that's all. That's all we ask for. That will <laughs> like require meetings. Yeah, you're right. The, the, like the tickets, like you can Google. Somebody asks, "How do I get a hold of you?" And I'm, you know, I'm not a big deal, but I'm a pretty easy person to get a hold of. I mean, you just got to Google my name, and and I come up. Um, so you know, it's 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 not that. I mean, that sounds so fucking horrible, right there. It sounds so. See what I'm saying? It sounds narcissistic. It sounds very egotistical. Google my name, you dumbass. Just Google me. I've got a dot com. You'll find me, you know, but it's true. But I it don't want to say truth. it. I don't want to say it, though, because it sounds dirty. It sounds gross. I don't know. I was, the, the, the tickets for the event, that one bothered me. I was like, I've been saying this. Like, you don't know. And then I get irritated because people don't listen as much as I want them to listen to. So that was part of mine and Nate. We had a creative meeting not that long ago, we're going to have to make some changes in the podcast moving into the new year. Um, just, just as far as the shows and stuff, because I think we're confusing people, maybe possibly, you know, where it's a trial and error. We're always trying to figure out things. Mm -hmm. So, and I've got no problem, you know, saying, Hey, this didn't work. We gave it a shot. We got to find something new, you know, a lot more easier to do it with this than it is radio. So true that. Yeah. True that dog. True that. Uh, did you guys see the story of the iHeartMedia Atlanta president, Drew Louder, in the video that followed? Did you see this? Yes. So, I think so. Uh, what's that, Brandon? I don't think so. Oh, so this guy, uh, is, I, I don't know him. I've never met him. I don't know. I, we have some mutual friends, and I was told a little while back, because uh, he, had, I guess it, he got fired. This isn't like new. He got fired, you know, a while ago, not a long time ago, but before this story aired, it wasn't like oh, okay. this happened, the story. And there was somebody that in house made it a point to film. I mean, this was, there's more to this story than what 
the local news, you know, picks up. Um, but you know, the, the, the short of it is, is that, uh, you know, he's a big deal over, you know, I heart Atlanta, the market president, you know, it's, he's the guy in charge and, uh, he was coming back from, I believe a charity event and he's drunk. I mean, shit face drunk, which is crazy as that you put yourself in that position as a, that in that power. But we worked with one of these guys, you know, they were very, very similar in that, in that regards. And, um, he was using racially insensitive language, but he's been doing this, I guess, for a long time and people have had a problem with it. It's tough to report the boss because a lot of times that'll be brushed under the rug. I mean, we saw that. And they do absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. It's the good old boy network because one domino falls, the next domino falls and nobody wants to piss off the boss. So radio is, is is known for the good old boy network and brushing things under the rug. I know so many stories about the radio business of DUIs that were buried, uh, not brought up in the news because of the relationship the company had with uh, the local uh, media outlets. Um, re- HR reports on people in power uh, of very similar racially insensitive content brushed under the rug. And then, you know, a receipt in the back pocket of, hey, I'm going to get you down the road. You know, th- this shit happens all the time. This, jo- this guy just got got. And, and when you get on video, you're donezo. But I was told by somebody that this happened, you know, a little while back. He got fired. But uh, they, they hired him back? No, no, no. They didn't hire him back. He was fired like weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't like this, this story came out. But there were people in-house over there that, that were out to get him because of his actions. Because he's doing all this well, stuff. Well, from what I understood, they they knew about this video and they didn't do anything. That's what I'm talking about. Is that this is the brushing under the rug? And I'm not saying it's a it's you know at the top of iHeartMedia, it's their fault because they only know what they're being told. So it starts you know on the ground level, and if you've got people that are surrounding you that are burying it, then they don't know at the top level. And it's and they don't want to know at the top level. I, I can't speak for I. I know for our former employee, the, those emails that you could get a hold of the top dog and that was bullshit. That went to her her assistant first and foremost, and second, it, they were weeded out, and very few of those emails were responded to. I know that for a fact. It's not shocking. It's like I still have an. I'm sorry. I still have an email in draft that I was going to send to her, that I never sent. But I keep it as a reminder to never do that because it doesn't work. What, to not send it? No, to, 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 you can't go to, if your boss, the big person, the big dog, does something wrong, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do about it is do what this person does. And I know the person that behind all this, I don't know them personally, I just know of them you know, is to set them up, record them, and force their hand. Oh, right, right. That's the only way to get it done. I'm not just talking about the radio business. I'm talking about in general. Mm -hmm. That is the only way to get things done. Because if you work for someone and they have power, you have to understand this. The people that hired that person have greater power. And if something goes wrong with the person that they hired, it reflects on them. Exactly. They can't have that 
because that means that there's something wrong with the chain of command and the people that they're put. I've always said it's the people that like, I love radio, but it's the people that are hired to run radio. I have a problem with, you know, and hopefully either they'll all die off, you know, they'll, they'll fucking get cancer and die off. And so a new generation of brains can get in there and, and do things that can super serve the audience versus just going by what your analytics tell you to do. And you can finally have, you know, artists running the art museum versus scientists. But that's neither here nor there. So um, that's the problem. And it's not just radio, but, you know, I'm just talking from first-person experience. It's the Good Old Boy Network. Yeah. I mean, like, case in point, the, 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 the guy that ran our former cluster was caught... Yep. Saying racially insensitive things. But it wasn't recorded, so. In front of the <laughs> clients, or not client, but in front of the guests that were in a different room. That they, he and two other people yep. were in the hallway saying these things, and then it becomes their word against somebody else's. Even after reported, then the next in command has to do damage control, as they did. They went and they calmed Nikki down, this and this and that. I'll tell you, when you got fired, right, from that place, mm-hmm. remember you got a bonus before that? Yeah. You didn't deserve that bonus. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I saw the numbers. They, You guys did not bonus. You got that money as a padding because they knew that they were going to let you go. Oh, I, I can agree with that. I'm telling you that right now. I know that. I can agree with I that. I see the ratings. Since, since I've been fired, the ratings for that radio station have sucked. They've gone down. You can't have a morning show that consistently is in 16th place. And that's up from 22nd, by the way. You know? Mm. And your afternoon drive show, you know, adults, you're like in the 20s. You can't get any national clients when you're in your, 20, like, rank 20-something, adults 25, 54. Are you kidding me? That's horrible. The only people you're going to get are the people you put your lips around their cocks locally. And then they think you're a big deal. That's the only way that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So, but the video, they got this guy on video. The news ran it. They did. But yeah, so is, it, is this guy, besides, you know, I mean, obviously it's not good to say, but is there any like legal action that they can take against him? I mean, I don't think it's illegal to say racial slurs, is it? Uh, it's frowned upon these days, Brandon. Just yeah, so you know. I know that, but I'm just saying legally, I mean, he can't get in trouble for anything, can he? Uh, well, no, I think it's just a, a termination, you know, losing your job, oh, but okay. legally, I mean, I mean, I guess you can, if you really want to press the issue, look, there's more to this story than what is just racially insensitive, drunk market president. There's, there's, there's backstage heat. It's the way somebody's been treated. It's an incident. Uh, it's an occurrence. It's numerous occurrences. There's so much more to this story. And I know a few of the things that, you know, I'm not going to divulge, but I know a few of the things. This has been going on for a very long time. Um, and nothing has been done. And so they had to, this person had to go rogue and, and do some recording. And then that's the way to do it. Yeah, the news story said he's not currently facing any criminal charges, but I'm sure some people yeah. might get together and maybe do a lawsuit or something. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? You hurt my feelings because I heard him say the N-word. I mean, that's stupid. You know, he's just you just don't want him as your boss. 
No, that's not stupid. If somebody... You can't sue somebody for saying the N-word, Nikki. No, he could have charges against him for maybe firing people because of their race or discriminating oh, against somebody yes. because of their race. There's plenty of things that he could be sued for, that I'm is, sure. That is the case. You are correct. Yes, that that is true. Um, you know, if... <laughs> I remember when I first started working at the our former place and... Uh, I had a birthday party, a surprise party. I turned 40, right? And uh, Rachel does in his party. And that was when the new boss just came into the market. And he, I fucked the shit out of numerous women, including my old partner's wife and mine. And we watched them. Like, we watched it. It was like a cartoon dog salivating. It was the weirdest, most <laughs> awkward, uncomfortable thing in the world. And I almost said something to him. You know, I almost said something more for my partner because he was so pissed off and didn't know what to do. And if he denies this, he's full of shit. Um, but at his age, he probably has forgotten. So I, I didn't say anything, but I remember, I'll never forget that. I was like, this is the guy that's now our boss. And, you know, and of course the rumors shortly after about different women in the sales pit and, doing things and getting things, you know what I mean? Like, and there's a lot of ex employees that could write a book on some of the comments that have been made or, you know, things that have been said, but those things are brushed. My point is they get brushed under the rug. Cause it's, he said, she said, it's the good old boy network. You know, that's just how it is. Cause no one recorded it. Yeah. That's why, that's, you know, you want to know why people record everything nowadays is because nobody believes what you, the words coming out of your mouth. Exactly. You got to have proof. Yeah. I had that. I did. I, I, I was called pretty much a lot. So there's this company that I'm, I'm having do some stuff with, with my mother and I'd set up this, uh, this appointment and everything was done and they, the phone got disconnected and they never called me back. And at the beginning of the conversation, they asked for my phone number in case we got disconnected. So I figured, well, we got disconnected, but we got through everything. They got all the information they needed. They gave me a date and a time. We worked out a deal. They weren't going to charge me an installation fee. Everything was gravy. It was great. And uh, so the day came and went that they were supposed to be there. And I called the company and they said, we have no record of this phone call. We have no record of the install. Oh, wow. And I said, well, <laughs> so I'm a little irritated about that. I'm like, okay, well, we got to figure something out. So what's the solution? You know? And it was like, we're going to have to start from scratch. Okay, that's fine. I need somebody over there today. Cause you told me that, well, that's not going to happen. Okay. So I have to wait. And I have to wait another like three or four days. But I said, I still want the, I'm not going to be charged for the install. And then they find, I went, went to like four or five different people. I should have probably kept this for a black club, but went to like four or five different people. And by the time I got to the guy up in charge, this guy Murdoch, and he was in South Africa or South America, South something, not South Central, not South Carolina, but it was like South another country. <laughs> and, and Murdoch pretty much said, called me a liar. Says, how, oh. He goes, how am I supposed to believe that that's true? I said, because I'm your, I'm the fucking customer. I was like, whether I'm lying or not, doesn't matter. So I said, fuck one too many times. And he hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, sir, I warned you that if you use vulgar language again, I'm going to disconnect this call. So this is me disconnecting. Click, click. That call back. They had me. They had me by the balls. There's nobody else to go to. So did you have to pay for the install? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Damn it, fuckers. <laughs> I know, but, you know, like, you know, what am I going to do? I got no choice, right? All right. Uh, let's do better with fuck. So I'm going to do this for the next two weeks. Better with fuck horror movies. Ooh. Yeah, pretty good, right? Leading yeah. up to Halloween and podcast and pours, anniversary and all that stuff. So there's um, there's there's a second part of this better with fuck, which is pretty cool. Um, if I see another person buy tickets for not our event, but for another event at Tanner Row, I'm going to go ballistic on you people. I've got all of your information. Stop it. So there's trivia that goes along with this. Okay. So I'm going to play the clip. We'll, we'll continue, you know, to, to go as planned, you know, as we always do. You guys rate it one to 10, 10 being the best one, not so much. Uh, whatever scores the highest gets played again. But I'm not going to, these are just horror movies or thrillers or whatever you want to call them. Movies that encapsulate Halloween. See if you guys can guess what movie it is. And then even on top of that, the year. All right, so there's a little trivia that goes along with it. Ooh. And I've got All right. four clips here. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. And are you ready to give a fuck about your health and you want to check out Chef Erica, ericanicoleday.com? Experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with medical and high-end restaurant background available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding slash fitness training. Erica Nicole She's got Nikki D on that slim Jim apple breast grabbing diet. (laughs) Very trendy. Very, very trendy. Very slimming. Chef Erica is good people. And she will, uh, she'll be out at Podcast and Pours too as well. So you get to meet her if you've never met her. She's very active on our social media. Okay, you guys following along? You good? You can't see this, right? You guys can't see my screen? Nope. You good? Okay. Nope. Don't cheat. Here's the first one. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'm your number one fuck fan. They're all very, very short, by the way. Number one fuck fan. Everybody likes the number one fuck fan. Give me a grade, Nate, and then guess what movie that is and what year. Uh, I, oh, I'm giving it a seven first. I like it. Fuck fan is funny. Oh, I'm gonna write these down. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. And I don't have any idea. The only so like 2001 Space Odyssey. No, good guess though, Nikki. All right, I'm um, two with Nate. Going to give it a seven. I thought that was a good little pop in there. Uh, my guess is Poltergeist. Okay, that's incorrect. Great guess though. Fantastic <sighs> guess, Brandon. Save the day. Give me a grade. Uh, I'll I'll go with a six. A little quick, but I like it. It's okay. And I'm gonna go with uh, Christine. <laughs> no, not Christine. Bad Damn. guess. Horrible guess. I would have said a better what? guess if you gave me a higher grade. Uh, <laughs> that is Misery. From 1990, Misery. Oh, they've ever seen it. Kathy Bates. She busts them ankles, boy. Oh, is that not the worst scene ever when she busts the ankles? Oh, yeah. All right. So nobody gets that one. So you know what? I give you all zeros. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the second one. Hello. Have you fucked the children? Children. Yeah, Brandon's going to like that one. Yeah. Big fan of fucking children. Like I said, these clips are all very short. Uh, Nate, grade, and movie. 
Uh, I thought that was, I like that one better than the last one. It's funny. Um, so I'll go eight. Okay. And I have no idea. Uh, Children of the Corn? No. Another great guess, though. Fantastic, scary movie. Nikki D? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, with my seven for this one. I I like the pop in there though, but I think I know this one. I think this one is silence of the lambs. No, you are incorrect. Brandon, give me a grade. I like this one. I like it. That's a, it's an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight and I'm going to say, uh, scream scream. No, good guess. That is from 1979. When a stranger calls 1979. I only saw the holiday one. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Scary, scary, scary movie. Okay. Next one. Got two more here. Listen, asshole. No, you listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll fuck you like a fish. (laughs) Fuck you like a fish. (laughs) You little bitch. All right. Nate, grade and guess. Uh, I will give that an eight again as well. I thought fuck you like a fish is funny. I don't know how you fuck a fish, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that is it's scream. Yeah. 96. Very good. There you go. Nate gets a point game within a game. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, unfortunately you can't guess the I can't. movie, but um, I'm going to give it an eight. I thought that was a good place of the F word. Thank you very Great. much. Thank you. Brandon. Uh, didn't like it as much as the last one. I'm going to give it a seven. Nice. Did, it, did Nate get the year right too? Yep. Yeah. You're just pissed off oh, because no. you said scream. The last time. <laughs> and the next one was scream. And the next yeah. one was scream. You're just, you're taking it out on me. You dickhead. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Yeah. Didn't mean to fuck. Yeah. That's all right. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good fuck, huh? It's Halloween. Everybody's entitled to one good fuck. Nate? Mm, um, Well, I'll give that one. I didn't like it as much as the last two, so I'll go back down to seven. Mm -hmm. Um, Halloween? Very good. Nicely done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now there's only been 500 of them. Which, which, Which one? Which year? Uh, God, I, I don't know if I've seen any of any of them. Um, so I'll just say the original was it seventy eight? Yeah, Nader, Dang, Nader, Nader, Tater. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the Hollywood ends. I mean, Hollywood ends. Halloween ends. The latest one, which you can stream right um, on. Um, where did I see it? It's on my cable. I don't know which where you stream it from, but I can get it from my cable box. I think it's on Peacock. Probably. Yeah, I think it's on Peacock. Uh, so yeah, so it's. I heard it's horrible. I've I've never been a big Halloween. Like, I grew up with that style of horror movie. You know the the, the Freddies and the Elm Streets and the Jasons and the Michael Myers and stuff. I just never gravitated towards it. I don't, I don't know why. I just never was a huge fan of it. Just not a big horror guy, I guess. Yeah, when you go neither. back and watch it now, too, it's so funny looking because film has evolved so much. So I was watching Halloween the other day where he just picked the guy up and stuck the knife and he's just hanging. And back when we watched it, I was like, oh, my God, it's so scary. <laughs> and now it's like, that's so corny. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's sick to think you're like, well, that was my favorite death. That was the whole thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> And, and, and you know who took the same formula was um, what's the um, 
what's the the series of movies where they always have no name actors, but they, it's uh, Friday, uh, Friday Thirteenth. No, no, no. They're more current. Um, the, like uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on the airplane because I know. Oh, Final Destination. Final Destination. Thank you. Yeah, Final Destination. Final Destination took the same formula as Nightmare on Elm Street did. Is that you watch the movie because you want to watch the next creative way that somebody's going to die. They're like, holy shit. They're going to get, don't go tanning. Are you crazy? Don't you know what movie you're in right now? You're not going to make it out of the tanning bed. It's not going to happen. Don't get next to the truck carrying all the logs. You're nuts. You know? Same thing with Saul. Yeah, same thing with Saul, right? Yeah. But Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, it was if you fell asleep, which was the ultimate like Jaws, don't go back in the water. Mm-hmm. You don't want to fall asleep because once you fall asleep, Freddy Krueger comes in your dreams and kills you. You're dead. You're dead. So, you know, like that one where the mom gives the daughter a sleeping pill and she's like, you know, you haven't slept. and she, You just killed me, mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you would watch for the deaths in that. And that's yeah. what made it cool. It is weird how you, it, it is weird how you can go from. You know, people watching Dahmer and say, oh, my God, this guy is, how could you do something like that? That's disgusting. And then you talk about a Halloween movie. You're like, did you see that part where you put the knife up his butthole? It's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> do you guys remember, so Johnny Depp got his start in Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you remember how he died? No. I don't. I haven't, I've never seen it. I think it was rubber. Was it? Is that when he was like dragging across the wall or the ceiling? No, that was well. I think that happened a couple times. But that was the girlfriend that got dragged across the ceiling. Did he put it up his nose? What up? His oh, nose? he was at that party, wasn't he? Just, no, spikes no. in his nose. No spikes in his nose. No, 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 no. Darn. He was laying in his bed, and his bed sucked him in. The water bed? Just a bed in oh. general. Just a bed, and then blood just spurted up. Huh. Through the ceiling. Weird. It was, yeah. But, but when you watch it, that day and age, you're like, holy shit. Do I got a, <laughs> my bed's sinking in the middle a little bit. <laughs> fucking. All right. Uh, little they, did he know, years later, his wife would be pooping in his bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should have listened to Freddie. <laughs> Nikki, I need a grade on the last one. Nine. I give it a nine. You I really like that one. A nine? Yeah. Wow. Thank like you. It. You get a little applause. <laughs> I'm going to get a horn to put on this too, like a little tutu. Brandon? Uh, I, it was my least favorite. I'm gonna give it a five. Oh fuck you, dude! <laughs> I liked it better when you didn't show up. <laughs> All right, so let's do some quick math here. That's sixteen. That's twenty-one. That's sixteen. That's twenty-three. That's twenty-three. Fourteen. One, two, that's twenty. Okay, so we got a tie between two and three. So we got to find a winner here. All right, just. You, you don't have to give me numbers. You just pick which one you like better. Hello? Have you fucked the children? children? Brandon loves that one. That one, give it to me. All right. Or do we take this one? Listen, asshole. No, you listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll fuck you like a fish. That's my favorite. I like fucking like a fish. All right, Nate, need a winner. Pick one. You're on mute. I'm mute. You're on mute. Excuse me. Uh, I like the second one better because uh, I, I think fucking like a fish is funny and I, I like Scream. I think that's a good movie. So I'm going with the second one. All right, Nikki. I'm going to go with the first one. The children, children, children. Brandon, you're the tiebreaker. I know where you're going. 
I'm going with the children. <laughs> Hello. You sick fucks. Have you it's fucked the children? children. children. <laughs> you are sick fucks. <laughs> Nate and I like fucking fish, and you like fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> horrible, horrible human beings. Okay. Uh, I got to remind you. You know I do, because we're going into a weekend, and this is the final weekend for purchasing tickets for Podcast and Pours 2, Halliversary. I need you. Where you at? Where are my peoples? Get your tickets. I want to see you next Saturday at Tannery Row in Beaufort. Uh, the Verve Pipe, Distinct Grace, Live DJ, all of us. We've got the Haunted Vendor Village, two Halloween costume contests. You can win $1,000 total cash, right? Cash. Not cash and prizes, cash. 500 for the uh, dollar store and 500 for the normal one. If you want in on the dollar store, you got to sign up in advance. Details, podcastthebs.com. Tickets, podcastthebs.com. Get your tickets. VIP, 100 bucks, includes food and a drink ticket and special seating. 40 bucks general admission, still great seats. I mean, literally right up in front of the band. And we're going to have a blast and have a party, right? It's going to be a good time. Please come out. We want to see you. There are also uh, discounted hotel rooms nearby, like less than two miles. So you can get that information and sign. I got a room up there. So if you, you know, we'll all sleep together, I guess, uh, a podcast, the BS.com. I don't know what else to do, uh, to sell this, this party, but I need, I need, I need more people out there. I'm telling you that right now. Get ner- out there. I'm get nervous. I told you I was going to get, look, this is my anxiety. You people are going to give me a heart attack. Like there's a certain number of people and I haven't hit my quota yet. And I expect it like 18,000 people. And I ain't going to get it. <laughs> People are coming. Just relax. They you, you saw how people showed up the first time. Got to just be chill. Put it out. The people are going to come. If you build it, they will come. I know. That's what Kevin Costner says. But I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I believe him. I think he was a liar. <laughs> he was a liar face. All right. Uh, sign up for the newsletter because I am doing different things in the newsletter. You know, with it being the last weekend uh, of ticket sales and maybe even leading up to it this week. I'll probably do, you know, something a little here or there. Last weekend, if you're in the newsletter and took advantage of it, some people got VIP upgrades for purchasing tickets before midnight. So mm. you might be doing that again. Good possibility. And you can sign up right there on the homepage of podcastthebs.com. A little thing pops up and bam. All right, Nate, got anything before we get out? Happy Friday, fuckers. Yeah. Uh, beer, chugs, and harmony. And Nate will post all that stuff right there. Nikki D. Get your tickets and come wave with your fave next Saturday. Yeah. If if you buy t- I tell you what, the next 10 people, the next 10 people to purchase tickets right now, you can have a private showing of Nikki D eating a Slim Jim holding her right breast. <laughs> now, I mean, right Good now, deal. next 10 people to purchase tickets, podcast the BS. We've never done this before. This is a flash promotion. Next 10 people, you will have a private showing of Nikki D eating a sucking a Slim Jim out of a wrapper and holding, not a wrapper like, what up, but like a wrapper like paper, and she's holding her giant right breast up. Flash sale. It could be a literal flash. You never know. And she might even (laughs) pop a titty. (laughs) I might flash you. Flash a titty. Get those tickets. Brandon, B-Man, Thrasher Services, anything before we go? Uh, don't stab each other at the balloon drop. There you go. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing. The balloon drop. We got the, the trip to St. Martin, the accommodations at least. And you know, that's again, that was in the newsletter. Now, mm-hmm. did you put that on, you put that on the website, right? So that information's up there, the balloon drop. 
Yeah, I yeah. don't think I sent it to you. So that's just Nate being how great Nate you is. Did. So. I saw it. Okay, perfect. So that's up to balloon drop. Who doesn't like a fucking balloon drop? I got three hundred balloons in my kitchen right now that need to be blown. You know, blown up. <laughs> I hope you got the machine. I got the machine. We got the machine. Yeah, Tannery Rose got the machine. So we're I, I, we're trying to figure out the best way to do this. I, I can't put a gift card in a balloon, right? So I think we're gonna. Got to put a slip of paper inside of the balloon with a with a number on it. Yes, that coincides with, with the gift card. With it, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Bing, put one in there. What do you mean you can't put it in there? Just, I mean, if it gets lost, I want to have all the prizes. People people get the prizes after the balloon drop. You know, you'll have a number. It makes the it makes it more exciting. Maybe we'll put on the big screen in the back like the coinciding numbers. You know, or I'll just say go over to the BS tent and get your prize. We'll do something like that. Put the kids to work. Yeah, have a clipboard with the numbers, <laughs> coincide with the prizes, boom. And on top of that, uh, you got to see what I'm going to be because my Halloween costume is going to blow your mind. It's not so much as extravagant like the actual costume, but the idea. You, no one, no one can guess what I'm going to be. This I is, never can. It's just impossible. It's so clever and so creative and so current. Like because this person has a movie coming out. Oh, but the other person that, cause you know, I mixed two people. The other person's dead. Oh, you're going to be rock Lincoln, rock Lincoln. <laughs> no, <laughs> not rock Lincoln. All right. So again, podcast, the BS.com. This is the weekend. I can't talk to you for the next couple of days. So it's all social media. You got to get tickets. I'm going to hound you. All right. So have yourself a great safe weekend. I know you're going to be doing some drinking. I understand. I get it. But if you've had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that, and I don't want to see that happen to you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.